In this episode of Wealthy Teachers, Lindsay and I wanted to discuss the step one of our beta framework, which is Blueprint. Yes. So Blueprint is basically the plan for your Mac course, your Minimum Awesome course. And of course... Of course, <laughs> of course, uh, we're going to liken it to a syllabus in uh, college because <laughs> that's my best e- example for it. And I think in creation, in creating this step and designing this process, I realized like, okay, what are the minimum things people need to know <laughs> to be able to both sides, right, the course creator and the student, like wh- what about the course do they need to know? Like what decisions need to be made? So if you envision a course syllabus from college, you probably remember that it said like when office hours were, like where the course was, like contact information, a description of the course. It definitely had a section that may or may not have been called learning outcomes, which are essentially like what you will get by the end of the course. It had a course schedule, which talked about what dates you would cover what topics. If your teacher was nice and was a good planner, they probably had even what your homework would be, when all your tests would be. Um, It actually laid out expectations, right? Like, you should come prepared with your book every day, you know, that kind of thing. What materials would you need? So, all of that, like while some of it translates to what Derek and I are t- like put inside a course syllabus for our students in BBB, um, it is that, right? You're telling the students when the weeks will be, what major topics you'll cover, um, where they can find you, like will you have Q&As, like what will the style of the course be? So all of that is included on this, this plan. Um, and I think for... In our industry, when we talk about this, what is something that people don't think about too often is uh, the results you're promising as learning outcomes, right? So the result that the student wants by the end of the course experience, that's really important to them because that's actually what they're buying. (laughs) They're buying the solution to the problem that they currently have. They don't really care how you're going to teach it or what the skills are. They just want to be able to have the thing that you promised them at the end. And I think, um, you know, we talk a lot about that in the enroll phase and we talk about marketing, but like, that's why your student is buying. Right. And the, the blueprint serves, you know, not only to give the information, the fundamentals, like the, the, the what, where, when, why, and how, I guess, of your course yep. answers all those questions. Um, but, but a big part of that is the student making the decision to say, yes, I do want to be a part of this. This looks fantastic. Here's my money. So it, yeah. <laughs> it does serve as your actual quote unquote sales page because it, it does show exactly what they're going to get. Yep. Um, so what that means is um, you don't have to make another sales page somewhere else like this. What, however you want to create your blueprint, you know, just the, the rough syllabus could be a Google Doc. We encourage just making a Google Doc that outlines what this is going to look like. Um, that's your blueprint. That's your sales page. That's what people decide if they want to purchase from. In addition to having conversations with you to figure out exactly the details, maybe something's missing on the blueprint. And you could, since it's a Google Doc, you yes. could quickly go update it uh, to include that information. 
Again, totally in line with our beta kind of Mm -hmm. process. And I think so the important part about why a syllabus is important is not just like, oh, yeah, the student needs to know what's happening, which is really important, but it keeps your course nice and tight. And the way we teach it and build a better beta is we kind of go through something we call like the storybook endings, which is outlining what results the student wants and then creating the weeks that you will carry them through that to make sure that every week that you're teaching something is a step towards a result or like solves that one result, right? Usually there's a big promise in a course. Like for example, in BBB, the big promise in the course is that you will launch your beta. So most like everything in our content is not everything in our content is related to that, but that's like our like big promise. And then there's other promises um, that we teach, you know, in the course that may not be necessarily why the student is buying. They're buying because they want to be able to launch, right? But we teach other things as well in the course. And so as a result, I've I laid out those storybook endings for my students. And then any content that I basically needed them to know (laughs) in order for them to get that storybook ending is what goes in the course. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest concerns, uh, you know, of of our students and people who work with us um, are putting too much stuff like in their course, like because they're experts, they feel like they need to teach everything. And so they provide way too much and it can get very messy very quick and so by creating the blueprint using our process and actually having this you know quote-unquote syllabus it prevents you from putting too much stuff because you can go back through it and say is this you know part of the lesson on this section like do they need to know that to get the result as long as you keep the results in mind as you're creating (laughs) your content it will um keep you nice and tight, basically. And in higher education, well, I guess not just higher education, but in teaching, they call this, you know, backwards design, where you keep the results in your, the forefront of your mind as you're creating your stuff. And you start (laughs) with that in order to, you know, know what to include. Right, right. Yeah. And, um, you know, we do recommend teaching live and not pre-recording things. So you're not actually creating the content, but you have this uh, blueprint to refer to when you're going through the motions of teaching the beta with your students. You're not just improvising. You're not just winging it. Mm. But what you're doing, if you're familiar with music and sheet music, um, you're you're not reading a whole score that's maybe, you know, tens of pages long of this, you know, long piece of music. You're reading the the uh, fake book or the fake sheet, which is just like, here's the main parts. Like, let me just get the melody uh, in this section. And then here's the chorus and just repeat that this many times. You know, you're just kind of like, you have the general structure oh, and you don't like need cliff all. Notes. <laughs> yeah, kind of like cliff notes for musicians. Like you're, you're just yeah. like, Everyone knows these are the main parts. We're going to do this this many times. You don't need a note by note exactly what's going to be taught or what's going to be played if you're ah. doing music. It's just kind of like, here's here's a block. Here's another block. Here's another mm-hmm. block. And we're just going to kind of, you're improvising a little bit around it, but this is what we're all agreeing to that we all want to cover. We all want to um, experiment with. We all want to talk about. Um, that's what the blueprint serves as. So it's kind of like a one pager, just like, here it is. Here's what's going to happen. Um, we'll do some stuff around this material, but this is the main um, structure of this course. Yeah. And I think that's the key is like you're setting up that like 
foundational piece of this is the things we're going to cover. This is how long it's going to take. Um, but you as the teacher don't have, need to have like every learning like moment in mm-hmm. a lesson to be right. able to like share. And I, and uh, especially in our process, because we teach you how to teach in a later step. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to trust that we know that part, like you will prep, but mm-hmm. that's the beautiful thing about you know, the expectations you set for the people you welcome in as well, that it is a co-creation process, as we've mentioned. And so that's why we want it to be as flexible as possible. Like we don't want you to create every lesson because there could be some people you have sales conversations, which, which, with, which we'll talk about in the next uh, episode, but Mm -hmm. you might have sales conversations with them. And then they're like, Oh, I actually am like two steps behind even this course. Like I wish you would teach this part. And then you're like, Oh, (laughs) cool. I'll add it. And then, you know, are you still interested? I'll, I'll do that for you. And so, (laughs) um, again, the whole minimum, right? Like minimum effort, time, energy, focus, like creating the syllabus by working backwards from the outcomes you're promising. Um, but only doing as much work as necessary to actually, uh, you know, create the structure for the person to want to buy essentially. And I think right. that that's the key. Right. And you, you, you know, we really, really don't want you going, uh, you being people who want to enact this beta process. I'm, I'm imagining our build a better beta students when I speak to them, you don't want to create a actual sales page on something like ClickFunnels no. or Squarespace. If you've ever designed those pages, you know, the second you add one line in addition to what you've written, it's like (laughs) everything is out of alignment all of a sudden. So really, you just don't want to get stuck in like a static, like this is what I'm presenting to the world. I cannot change it because it's going to mess everything up. Throw it in a Google Doc, just throw another bullet point if someone wants something else covered or remove a bullet point if you realize people don't want that at all. Um, Just be flexible with it. Not only the teaching, but also the like prep work leading into the actual course starting. Um, yeah. And then this, this document blueprint, it serves as a reference point for both you and the students. So they can come mm-hmm. in, show up on week three and be like, oh, this is what we're covering. Uh, you can even start your class by pulling up the blueprint and saying, oh, we decided we we're going to cover this. And hopefully you're taking notes as you're teaching and you can kind of mold the blueprint as you're teaching it um, to fit what's being actually covered because sometimes things change. So uh, keep it flexible, but always have this thing to refer to and go back to. Yeah. And I think what is cool about the blueprint process is people are recognizing like the students that have gone through BBB, like I'm thinking of Claire, specifically Claire Brett, who Mm -hmm. teaches, um, she actually has a membership site, um, helping women going through infertility. And so very emotional topic, you know, very important work that she's doing. But she, gosh, I think she said she over and over again, kept like trying to create this like perfect outline and, and have everything ready for the students and like make it this perfect journey. But like, she never, ever executed a launch because she didn't ever think that her stuff was perfect enough. And, you know, throughout our process, the way we teach it is that it's not even about that. (laughs) And like, and once she started helping her, once she basically, you know, joined BBB, she started to realize that like, oh, it's better for everyone if it's real and organic and the students are coming with you through the process. And so 
that I think the blueprint gave her enough confidence to be able to sell the thing and um, carry through with her students. Um, and she learned with them what they needed. And especially something as yeah emotional and personal as infertility, um, the women were just happy to be together as well. So like she started to recognize like, you know, it wasn't just about the content. It's this larger, mm-hmm. you know, environment she's creating. And so by... Right stripping it down to the bare minimum of things that you need in order to move forward, I think is key. Mm -hmm. Um, Another recent story, I think from one of our students, Sarah Sproul, do you remember her posting in the Mm -hmm. Facebook group saying like, Oh, I've been stuck for a long time. I don't know what to do. I just can't get through it. And then she's just like, I'm just going to give myself permission. What if I just wrote a B minus blueprint and she just did it. And she's like, I move forward and it, you know, it's fine. And then everyone's like, Oh, I'm sure it's fantastic. You know, your B minus is a lot of people's A's. Um, so you just mm-hmm. give yourself permission to not be perfect in this blueprint phase where you're just planning roughly what you expect to cover in your beta course. Um, you just yep. set it up in a kind of loose way and say, who's interested and then change it as needed. Yeah. And I think like the take home point is you're starting with the end in mind, specifically focusing on your student results, mm-hmm. because that's the thing that's going to sell it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, creating a nice syllabus that you know, lets them know what is happening and why they should enroll. Like that's all really important stuff in order to, yeah, get them in your course. I think uh, if everything in your blueprint leads to those outcomes that you start with when you start writing it, it's it's going to be valuable and people are really going to resonate. As long as you're talking to your people and having conversations with them, that's going to be a valuable document to point to. Yeah. And I feel like you're setting us up for the enroll uh, episode. (laughs) (laughs) So we hope to see you over there because (laughs) that is definitely going to be a key component of enrolling your students in your Mac course. 